0: Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another Revive Us Now podcast, and we're going to talk about why revival doesn't work for some and why we need it so badly in our churches, why we need a fresh move of God in our churches, and it's really unique because we have so much hurt, so much despair, so much discouragement in the world today, but we cannot exclude the church folks. We got the same thing going on in the church folks, a lot of them at least, uh, I know some great folks that go to church that are not discouraged, that are doing well, but the majority of people who call themselves Christians cannot be distinguished from those who don't go to church. They're just as worried, scared, uh, concerned, uh, fearful as the people that don't go to church, and that shouldn't be, but it is a fact. So so let's just deal with the fact, all right? So now I want to tell you how those people that do go to church— are are in trouble if they want to get some help. I think they want to get some help. They don't want to be fearful. They don't want to be discouraged. They don't want to be dysfunctional. They don't want to have their families and children feeling that edge of what's going to happen next, what's going to happen in government, what's going to happen in my finances, all those kinds of things. But that 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 uh, you know that stress that's on our society, it is there. Okay. And it's on the church folks, it's on those that call themselves Christians, and so I want to talk to you why it's so necessary at this point that we get a fresh move of God, or what we talk on this broadcast is revival. So I went to the parable of the Good Samaritan, which most people would not pick, I don't think, to lay out a foundation of why we need a fresh move of God, but I did. On one occasion, here it is, on one occasion, an expert in the law stu- stood up and said to Jesus, uh, actually to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, in the Jewish uh, context of this, this guy doesn't mean, what must I do to die and go to heaven? If I die, I'll go to, get to go to heaven. That was not the Jewish context. Eternal life to them meant, when the kingdom of God comes and rules on the earth, what must I do to be able to live and inherit the kingdom of God with the Messiah? That's what it means. And uh, we always translate it then, what he, he means, will I get to go to heaven when I die? None of that ever existed in this century, in that century. So Jesus answered, sort of like God's plan A, and uh, what must I do? And Jesus said, what's in the law? How do you read it? And he says, love the Lord your God, your soul, your heart, your strength, everything like that, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, you've answered correctly, do this, and you'll live. Now that phrase just throws a... People follow Martin Luther and the Calvinists, and all that throws them crazy because they they feel like well, Jesus just endorsed works, earning your salvation because he says you do those things you'll live, and he just endorsed it, and of course, i don't have any problem with it because that was god's plan a god's plan a was that the people of God were supposed to, you know, all the way from Adam before he sinned, were supposed to be able to do these things, and they would live, you know, and, and serve and reign with God forever. But most of us realize this guy's trying to test Jesus, but he's really going to flop himself because, really, do you think he did that and was that good at it? And so, and, and, and so if, a, if a person could do all that all the time, then plan A would work so that 's kind of god 's plan A, but plan A is not what Jesus is after here. What Jesus is going to try to show this guy is he doesn 't he needs a plan B that plan a hasn 't been working the religiousism and it's not just earning salvation it 's the whole system is flopped as flopped and so he he and so this man, the teacher in the law says, but he wanted to justify himself whoops. Bad move when you're with Jesus, trying to justify yourself in front of Jesus. Oops, he should have left well enough alone. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? All right. So Jesus then gets the parable of what we call the Good Samaritan. And so he tells this story, this parable. A man was walking from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he was attacked by robbers, and they beat him and stripped him of his clothes and valuables, and he left him half dead. All right. So there's the story. There's the parable. He got beat up on the road to Jericho, which was very common in that day. These people listening to that, they would have understood because that was a very dangerous road to travel. And so he got beat up and stripped of all his clothing and all his possessions, and they left him half dead there in the ditch. All right, so that was common. But here's the funny thing about it then. It says a priest happened to be going down the same road. He saw that man, and he walked on the other side. And then it said, then a Levite, now you know the priest is a religious person. A Levite is a, is a religious person in the, in, in the things of God. And he sees the man, when he came to the place where he saw him, he passed on the other side. Now why is that so significant to us today when we're talking about revival a fresh move of God we're talking about hurting people so here's a hurting man he's half dead he's probably worse off than we are but still half dead we can be half dead in our hearts we can be going to church and be say I'm alive in God but still be half dead in our hearts half dead in our emotions half dead in our finances half dead in our relationships our marriage just everything around us like we know we're we know we believe in God we know we believe in Jesus but we're not really living And we just feel like we're just half dead, and then we don't know what to think in government and wars and China and Russia and the Ukraine and uh, the southern border and uh, Iran and the nuclear system there, bombs there. All that's going on around us to create tension, inflation. And uh, so we just it's just wearing on us. So we may not be beat up like this guy, but we're pretty beat up by the world and our worries and trying to keep ahead and what's going to happen next. And of course, the pandemic and all those kinds of things. So here we have he's beat up like some of us are beat up and the priest sees him that he's beat up, but he walks on the other side of the road. He's the religious leader. Uh, a Levite, who's a religious leader, sees him, and he walks on the other side of the road. Now, that's so important to us in our day and their day. What Jesus is trying to say is these people who are listening to him, because this teacher, this guy is a teacher of the law, so he's in the system too. And he's trying to say, look, if a guy gets beat up by whatever reason, whether we're beat up emotionally or uh, spiritually or whatever, or just simply beat up and thrown into the ditch by a bunch of robbers, The religious system that you're trusting in, which this guy and the leader of the law, teacher of the law would be, the religious system that you're teaching is, is unable or unwilling to help you. See, that's what I'm trying to say. A lot of you go to church and you're relying and trusting that the current religious system is going to be able to help you as we continue to be beat up by inflation and borders and viruses and rumors of war, hearing about China, Russia, and Iran, uh, all these things that we're hearing about today, and uh, it's, it's intensifying. It's not getting easier. It's getting worse, and the stress is getting worse. The questions are getting bigger, and all these things. It's really kind of beating up, beating up people, and uh, the, the thing is what Jesus is trying to tell them is if you get beat up in life, that priest, that Levite, this religious system, it's not going to be able to help you. It can't, and it's not willing to. And it's going to walk on the other side. Now, I know why, because he's probably bleeding pretty bad. And if they stopped to help him, then they would have had to go, you know, into ceremonial cleansing because they got blood on him. But the question is, are, are you willing to do that, to go into a week's worth of cleansing or whatever, to help a guy or not? And they not, they're not willing because they're just so, so religious that they're not willing to save this guy's life. And, and so they're going to walk on the other side. And so the religion that this guy, this, these people are in is not going to help them and not willing to help them. And we got to realize that the religious system that we're in today either is not willing or just not able. We've got people that are in the pulpits preaching, uh, trying to make us feel better, trying to encourage us to keep going. But they have not experienced the living power of God either. We've got people in the pulpits today that don't even believe the Bible. They don't believe in the, the, that the birth, the virgin birth of Jesus. They don't believe that Jesus is the son of God. They don't believe the precepts of the Bible. They don't believe this is the living word of God. Just on and on the list could go. They don't even believe it. And yet they're in the pulpits preaching, trying to encourage you. So we're on, we're on shifting sand here where we could come with a great crash. So what I'm trying to tell you is you might be saying, well, you know, I'm going to church. I'm trusting that, you know, if if it gets worse, that this church I'm going to, they're going to get behind me and they're going to help me if I get into a storm or I get too beat up, they're going to be behind me. And listen, the history of religion is, when it gets so bad, traditional religion, traditional religion, that doesn't mean there's some people in some churches, but traditional religion It's not going to take care of you because it can't. It can't because it has not experienced the power and living power and revival power of God to the extent that it can get itself up and not so worried about itself. See, the priest and the Levite, when it came time to help this man, all they did was think of themselves. Well, if I do that, then I'll have to go into cleansing for a week and I'll I'll have to do this. I'll have to do that. And so they're thinking of themselves. And that's what happens with our current day religion. Our current religion is so selfish, it preaches selfishness, self-centeredness. Think about yourselves. And it preaches all about ourselves, the me generation. And so when you get into a real crisis, what do you think religious folks are going to do? What if it gets really hard? What if inflation goes or the economy goes? What if war breaks out? Well, the religious system is going to start thinking about itself. Religious people are going to start going for survival not revival. And so that's why you need to begin to realize you need to get around some revival people, people that have got into this for the long haul and know how to pray in order to get the power of God down, the healing power, delivering power, the strength of God. They're in this for the long haul, and they know how to get a hold of the things of God. They're not just talking about hang on, you can make it another day, you're a good person, God loves you, and go on, that's all you got. No, they're able to get this thing up. And of course, then another guy comes along and he's got something great to do and and get this guy back on his feet. So for the next podcast, we're going to find out that help does come to this guy that's half dead, but it comes from an unlikely character. In other words, it comes from a surprise place. And that's why many of you, you might be trusted in the local church you've gone to your whole life, but It's not prepared. Most churches are not prepared to help you in real troubled times that we might be entering in. That's why we need a true revival. But help does come to this guy, but it comes from an unlikely place. It's a great big surprise. And we'll do that next time on our next podcast. Until then, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.